0: better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino kyle krabs and chris schubert from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this thursday episode of the show today's podcast is brought to you by pepsi this football season will be different and pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers these passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Kyle, Chris, Merry Christmas Eve to you both.
1: Merry Christmas Eve to you both. Do, Merry have football, Christmas Eve, guys. do we have football tonight? That's a dumb question, and I should know the answer to that. But like I know we got games on like Friday and Saturday this week. So like, do we have NFL football tonight?
2: That would be a no. That would be okay. An mandatory. Okay,
0: okay, I'm not as dumb as I think. So what are you gonna do? Hang out with the fam? What's what, what? do we do? No Thursday night football. Grind some tape. Yeah, that's you're not wrong about that. Grind some tape. Who's the next prospect that you're you're doing?
1: Uh, the next guy on my college list is Nick Bolton, oh. linebacker from Missouri.
0: I'm anxious to see your thoughts there because there's some like late first round buzz there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely got the explosiveness that you want now, you know, him and, uh, you're doing two corners this weekend. Yeah. Uh, You're you're doing Darion Kendrick and Asante Samuel Jr. I'm doing two linebackers this weekend in Bolton and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. So I'm looking forward to contrasting those two guys consecutively when the only formal, like final film evaluation that I have done thus far this season, uh, at the linebacker position is Micah Parsons. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> it's all downhill from here, brother. <laughs>
1: right, right. It's um, it's a high bar to set. I'll just say that because Micah scored really well because Micah's really good. So when I
0: heard your comp, I knew that you had the warm fuzzies.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. I don't want to tip that one, but we have some good comps already this year. I have a lot of comps I'm excited about this
0: season. I did a comp today that I'm afraid for you to find out about.
1: Is it Terrence Marshall? Did you see it? I did not see it. I saw that that you had completed your your scoring and gave him a grade. I'm going to go look at it right now, actually.
0: Oh, no. I'm going to get – and this is video so I can see your face. I don't know if this is good audio or Oh. Oh. (laughs) It's always weird whenever I I put a Miami Dolphin as a coach. No, I I don't hate it. Louisville. Louisville Devontae Parker. Yeah. That's where where I got the reminder Yeah, I don't hate that. I think he's turned in. Parker's played a little bit differently in the NFL. The last two years has been more reminiscent of what we saw at Louisville. But when I was thinking about Devontae Parker at Louisville and Devontae Parker of the last two years, I'm like, I kind of like this. So, yeah, wins wins
1: vertically, attacks the ball in the air real well. A lot of size he's But
0: even though even the, the post catch stuff you know i i think parker's a little bit underrated after the catch he's was better at louisville and i know that the dolphins really want better yak from their receivers That's but
1: because nobody can yak their way out of a paper bag on this uh, roster but
0: well you're gonna get jalen waddle and i'm gonna have all kinds of concerns about that.
1: Uh, give me waddle and I did Chris Olave, and I'm I'm officially in on Chris Olave
0: too. So that's well. Now you have all you have so many scenarios, you have so many options where right. you can. You have to ask yourself, which player do I need in the first round that I can't get ninety five percent of in the second round? Well, it's like, not
1: Devonta Smith because that's that's Chris Olave is is that well, player. So
0: that's the thing, you know. But C- Chris Olave wasn't catching passes right. To so a, that, Alabama. That, so it's a
1: dynamic that, like, if they. Get feedback from Tua. You know he's going to have rave reviews for these for for those guys. But oh man, like Alave, we're not supposed we're supposed to be doing the Levy Grail.
0: Yeah, I know. We're I was just thinking um, about that. So,
1: but Alave is um, just silky smooth, and, and I think he's one of the best route runners uh, in the class. Uh, when you watch him, kind of set up stems and releasing from the line of scrimmage and chris are you taking notes too because you need wide receivers as well dude
2: yeah i'm writing all this stuff down as we are okay. supposed to be doing the levy grill yes
1: great so well. <laughs> he went he's a three-level threat he's like 185 he's not like he's not even like devonta smith lean so if that there's apprehension there like it's better with a He's just not a high point. So I'll say this. Devonta Smith is better at the catch point than what Chris Olave is. But Chris Olave is one of those guys who's he's always created the separation that it's less of a problem.
0: All right. We've got a lot of scouting takes coming. We can't even we're not even supposed to be talking about this stuff right now. Right.
1: We are we are damning the scouting takes (laughs) for another two weeks until we get out of the regular season, but they are coming because The TDN scouting staff has flipped the switch and we are in full on prospect evaluation mode. And and, uh, by this time next week, the effectively our entire TDN top 100 is going to have revised post 2020 season film evaluations done. And then we'll get to February and we'll start doing cross checks where we're going to watch guys that are in each other's regions and then we'll get consensus rankings. And so it's a really cool new process for us this year. And I I don't know about you, Joe, but it's kind of reinvigorated my gusto for the process because uh, it gets so monotonous to do mm-hmm. 300 players and you know, you're going to hit player 220, and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I got another 80 players to watch. And inevitably you'll have guys that slip through the cracks. Yeah. So instead of each one of our guys trying to do that, you know, let's take certain conferences, master your conference. And then that way the collective group of the four or five of us is going to master 500, 600 names instead of 300 by ourselves.
0: And the the layer of cross check that is something that, I mean, I I try to scout like I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. But the fact that I've got three other guys that I work with every day that I respect that are going to go come back,
1: in, come into yeah. a meeting and watch the same player read yeah. what you said and said. All right, what you where did you see that?
0: I tell you what, especially that Dre Harris man, he's got the eight ounce gloves, you know, from, yeah. from uh, his uh, UFC whatever he's doing. Uh, you know, it makes you want to be thorough, make sure. So uh, Shuby, you want to you want to get us to where we're supposed to be here? Help us out.
2: I would have loved to have done that seven minutes ago. Yes, uh, Levy right, Grail, yeah. NFC edition this week, gentlemen. Three teams on the docket. Joe, do you know the three teams?
0: Yeah, the 49ers, and Lions. I said at the end of yesterday's podcast. I mean, That's you right. I you forgot it overnight.
2: I just wanted to make sure that you did say the three teams. Yes, Panthers, 49ers, Lions. How about we go in that order, gentlemen, and start with the Panthers?
1: Joe, right, this, so- is, this is your region. Go right yeah. ahead.
0: All right. So Carolina Panthers, the, the purpose of the Levi Grail or Levy Grail, the Levy Grail is to inspire hope and talk about, you know, uh, what uh, what you need to cling to as your organization doesn't make the playoffs this year, but wants to obviously in the future. And so for Carolina, what's interesting about where they are in their life cycle is they're very much in, in the infant stages of their rebuild. They hit they smashed the reset button last year. And they don't really have anything or and haven't done anything to accelerate it, right? They they didn't trade back, they didn't really trade their players for assets, they don't have a ton of draft capital, they don't have a ton of cap space. So you're not looking at those like normal resources that you identify and say, we can get better because we have cap space and we have draft picks. Now they're gonna be picking high in the first round, and they could be in position to get the third quarterback off the board or make an aggressive move up to get, you know, the second quarterback off the board. But to me, what I would cling to for hope if I was a Panthers fan, it's that you do have Matt rule as your head coach, a, a proven program builder, right? What he was able to do at temple and Baylor. And we know at temple and Baylor year one was horrible. And and I would say that year one for Carolina, I know they have four wins and that's not impressive, but I think I have been more impressed with how competitive this team has been. Right. I mean, I had low expectations for Carolina. They're probably going to finish the year with four or five wins, which is is that's never an impressive amount. But they've been in games, and I thought yeah, they came into this year with a, a really, I mean, really weird coaching staff, right? I mean, you had one year of of experience from Matt Rule in the Matt Rule in the NFL. Joe Brady never, you know, an NFL play caller. He's a, a very young offensive coordinator for you. You're bringing in Phil Snow, who has, uh, you know been in the college ranks for so long uh, to be the D.C., and despite what I think is definitely a bottom-tier roster at this point, this team competed in year one better than I thought. And so, given Rule's history of turning things around, and the fact that I think the starting point after year one was better in Carolina than it was at Temple or Baylor... That's what makes me excited about where this team can go.
1: I think the thing that stands out to me, Joe, like you said, they don't they don't get any coffee this year, right? Because they say coffee is for closers. And Carolina, they had some games that they let get away from them because of you know, whether it's talent deficiency or bad bounce of the ball or inexperience or whatever. But they were in position to win games Against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. It, it, you know, it, it was some bad two-minute play in that game uh, that prevented them from getting into a realistic position to kick a game-winning field goal. I think they opted for like a 73-yarder yeah. or something yeah. like that. And, uh, wow, that one missed. Big surprise. But – um they let the Raiders game get away from them too, if I'm not mistaken. Take
0: one, yeah, they uh, they they didn't give the ball to Christian McCaffrey on the fourth and one. Oh right, yeah. did, did yeah.
1: and didn't they have another one where they ran fullback dive?
0: Um, yeah. The, well, that was the play. They gave it to Alex Arma instead of Christian McCaffrey okay. on, on yeah. that one. Yeah.
1: So uh, I mean, you're looking at four and ten right now for Carolina, and it's like, bro, you you could have been five hundred right yeah. now. Yeah. No question. Just, just a couple things went differently. And in year one amid a global pandemic, when everybody kind of had this weird summertime, right? Like you're trying to instill a culture and you're trying to do it on zoom. Like that's super unenviable for anybody to do. And and I think the way that the Panthers have performed this season, there is going to be a ton of player buy-in into what they're selling. Matt rule selling. Yep. And, uh, and I, th- I think the thing that stands out the most to me about the Carolina roster, how many teams do you think would straight up trade their skill players for the ones
0: in Carolina? It's a good point. It's a good point, Kyle. They, and it,
1: they've got really good skill players in Carolina.
0: Well, yeah, I, I just recently wrote an article about Curtis Still, and you know, he's facing a, a contract decision here. And, um, you know he's projected per our friends at Spotrac to get about twelve million dollars a season, and I'm like, no way. Well, I don't think you can pay that if you're Carolina because he's your fourth option. I mean, you have right. CMC, you have Robbie Anderson, who's been really good. DJ Moore, still one stud, one of the most underrated young star in the NFL. Introduced into your, you know, your options. So they do have good young skill players, but I mean, look at this young young nucleus of defensive players and Derek Brown who has had a good season. Jeremy Chin, who has a really good chance to be the defensive rookie of the year, uh, they've gotten good play from Troy Pride Jr. in, in the defensive backfield. Yeter Grossmanos has had his moments at defensive end. And so they they obviously using all of their draft picks on defensive talent last year, not one pick on the offensive side of the football. I think they should be really excited about what they got from that unit in year one and those specific players uh, to, to move forward with.
1: You didn't even mention the name Brian Burns. We're not allowed to talk about the Panthers and and name. That was dumb of me,
0: but he's, he's exceptional.
1: Oh, I, and he, you know, he wasn't in the rookie class, so you're forgiven, but Brian Burns should have made the pro bowl. First of all, (laughs) neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I I think there's plenty of optimism around Carolina and this was an organization that wrote a letter to the ticket season ticket holders over the course of the summer asking for patience because they said, this is going to be a long process everybody knew what this was going to be. And I, I see nothing that would have you pessimistic about what the future holds. If you were a Carolina Panther season ticket holder, because everything was as advertised, but I would say it's also been better than as advertised for Carolina.
0: And they've got a high pick, man. They're going to have a top five draft pick. Probably
1: the, the Ron Rivera bowl is going to be very critical for draft order purposes.
0: Yes. Well, for Washington to, to win the damn division, but also what can happen here with these four and five win teams, which of which there are plenty. But you know Carolina has options, and I think that's what you want, right? That's really what you want. If you want that quarterback, you can do it. But if you want to go and get a a different player, a blue shot, then I think they're going to be in position to do that. And 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 I'll respect either way because obviously there's nothing more important than getting your franchise quarterback, but. We talk and talk and talk, and we've learned so much about quarterbacks and and how to make it successful in the NFL, and so much of it is going into the right scenario. And so many of these quarterbacks, these young, talented quarterbacks, go into complete shit shows where they are asked to elevate an entire organization as a rookie quarterback in the NFL, and it's an unreasonable expectation. Carolina has already taken at least one offseason and getting the roster up to par, and if they do it again, they're going to be in really, really, really good shape next offseason to get their guy and make sure that they're not walking into a shit show. So I like those options for Carolina.
1: And if they choose to not invest in quarterback this year, they would be the kind of team that in 2022, your expectation is, okay, this is a team that's probably going to give up multiple first-round picks to make a big splash. And if they continue to invest and hit on the rest of the roster, why would you not? Because you have so many other good pieces on your roster ready to go that, like, yes, this would be a team that is ready. And I, I, you can make the argument that feasibly they probably feel ready to take a quarterback this offseason, but that's up to their jurisdiction and whether they want to choose to invest in the offensive line and get the off. Like, if what if Penny Sewell is there at four and like, Right, you know the, the 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 quarter the quarterback run. You see QBs one, two, and three, and you're talking Trey Lance or Penny Sewell at four. I'm, mm-hmm. I know who I'm taking. Right, and I'll worry about quarterback later. Right. So,
0: and you're getting a new GM. You're getting a new GM, Marty Herney, um, fired twice. Has any GM ever been fired twice by the by same the same team? team? Probably not. Right. That's that's probably territory. <laughs> who gets high, Who gets two cracks with one team? Who does that?
1: That's a that's an exclusive list to begin right. with.
0: So, congrats, Marty. Her- hey, Marty. People don't talk about it. Marty Herney, the OG media guy to to NFL front office role. So, um, gotta hand it to the guy. Yeah. All right, Shuby. Anything on the Panthers here? Or are we ready to go to the 49ers?
2: I'm trying to look up to see if any general manager has been fired, in you know, and <laughs> it's second run through uh, w- with a team. But I, I haven't seen anything so far. So no, I think you're good.
0: Well, don't lose any sleep over that, Shub. I don't know that there's anybody that's been the general manager of the same team twice. I think that that in and of itself might be—you uh, have to—you have to be the GM two different times to get fired twice. So that might be the good starting point for that search.
1: Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Bilt Bar doesn't just taste good. It blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less. Up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, Visit builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on, and you can save twenty percent off your next order of Bilt bar. That's builtbar.com. Promo code locked on to save twenty percent, and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself.
0: Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up, with the playoff picture becoming more clear. There is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm looking at the calendar ahead and I see these Saturday football games Tampa Bay and Detroit. You got the 49ers and Cardinals, Dolphins and Raiders. That's a big one for the playoff race. And betonline.ag has the best lines in the business. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: So how about San Francisco 49ers?
0: yeah well i i went first on carolina i'll uh, give you the floor here and-
1: okay so my, my focus of if i'm a san francisco 49ers fan is that 2021 literally could not be any worse to your team than what 2020 was from an injuries perspective the 49ers had everybody hurt this year at some point or another and um you know th- This was a team that coming off a Super Bowl loss and just narrowly missed beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl and uh, super high expectations. You still have one of the best offensive play callers in football as your head coach and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, this team is going to get healthy in the offseason, and you're going to have a chance to see if the football guides decide to take a little easier on you next year as far as uh, the attrition that you're forced to endure. And I do think from a talent perspective, in a lot of ways, this is still a Super Bowl roster for San Francisco, as far as the caliber of a lot of different pieces of the team. But quarterback is not one of those pieces. So, Joe, what we just got done talking about what Carolina could be in 2022, if they continue to invest heavily around the rest of their offense, but not address the quarterback position, like, this is what San Francisco is now several years further down the line. And, and yeah, they got a bargain when they acquired Jimmy Garoppolo and they gave him an ambitious contract, but one that wasn't like crippling to get out of. And they're going to have to make that decision. And another thing that I would be thankful for, for San Francisco is the clarity that you do know you do need to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't, I don't know how, what percentage of the fan base can sit here today versus after losing to San Francisco or losing to Kansas City in Super Bowl and say no question in my mind Jimmy Garoppolo is the franchise quarterback the San Francisco 49ers need to get over the top. So I think they've got a lot of clarity on on adjustments they need to make to extend their Super Bowl window and I do think outside of the quarterback position this feels like a Super Bowl caliber roster with a really high quality coach.
0: I'll have to find some answers in the secondary, right? That'll be the the big, big thing for them. But just weird side note, how in the world do the 49ers have all the injuries that they have? And one of them isn't Jason Verrett, man. Jason Verrett, finally. I'm so happy for him, man. So good. Uh, Dude, I think this is so simple. Like you get Nick Bosa and George Kittle healthy next year. Right. I mean, those are blue chip talents in the league. I mean, one of the best defensive young defensive linemen in the league, the the best tight end, one of the most dynamic offensive weapons in the game. Those guys are back and healthy next year. Oh, by the way, Brandon Ayuk has been unbelievable for mm-hmm. that year as this season elongates. He's going to be in year two. You're going to have Javon Kinlaw in year two. I mean, just looking at before you even bring anyone else into the mix here, you have young talent that is going to be better and you're going to get players that are impact. I mean, like not just like starters like high impact starters that are going to be back and healthy. And I think right there, I mean, we we know what Kyle Shanahan can do when his his team's reasonably healthy. We saw that last year. They went or they went to the Super Bowl and had a great season and did it without even having like high level quarterback play. It's not like it, you know Mahomes carries the Chiefs or whatever. Like it, they didn't have that type of player. So the coaching staff is terrific. I don't know if you're going to keep Selah, you know, I think he's gonna, probably going to go get a head coaching gig. He gone, but, uh, yeah. So that that's a little bit of a of a low point here, but man, I, I just think you get healthy, you you put twenty twenty behind you, and, and develop your young talent, and I think you're going to be right back in it.
1: Yep. So I think that's San Francisco feels pretty open and shut because they have so much good about their team. They just had terrible injury luck this year, and uh, the regression of Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty startling and um like you said it, it wasn't as though he was an elite player in 2018 but he was a serviceable starting quarterback yeah. and complimented what san francisco did well now let's let's find a new version of that player with a little bit higher glass ceiling to his game
0: all right so let's talk about that quickly here i mean the, uh, okay so you got to have a quarterback right i mean what are we doing What what's the plan uh, it, Is it? I mean, Matt Ryan's a popular name here, obviously, with um, Atlanta very much hitting the reset button here and uh, the experience that that Shanahan and and Matt Ryan have together. Um, I don't know if there's a free agent that interests you or if there's a draft prospect that they should prioritize. But, you know, as we do try to inspire hope here, we do know that this quarterback thing is something to address. And I was wondering what ideas you
1: had. Of the available quarterback prospects that they're going to face. So not Trevor Lawrence. I like Zach Wilson for them a lot. uh, As far as his style of play, his strength in the RPO, and how well he throws on the move. And Justin Fields is is a very good thrower on the move as well. But Justin Fields feels like a quarterback who's going to benefit from going to a little bit more... Rhythm-based passing. Where San Francisco, you know, they really like to work in the play action. And and I think Wilson's probably going to be a more comfortable quarterback prospect turning his back to the defense uh, with so much play action. So I like Wilson of the quarterback prospects. The challenge there is you're not getting a top three pick. So you'd have to align yourself to get a top three pick somehow. Uh, I wouldn't hate the move for a veteran quarterback either this team feels like they are a quarterback away so who's available I mean there's there's been a long rumored uh connection between them and Kirk Cousins please aspire for better than Kirk Cousins you can get a lot better than Kirk Cousins and this would be the year to do it
0: is that just connecting dots to former Shanahan quarterbacks is I'm that sure what it is it? you know what I mean like it's so easy to do that, but it doesn't always happen.
1: But before they went out and they got Garoppolo, that was the big thing. Is it it's like Shanahan's going to wait a year and, and get Kirk Cousins? Well, what then why
0: didn't they just sign him when he was a free agent? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Know. So, all right. Well, get the quarterback thing right. 49ers are going to be just fine. Correct. The Detroit Lions.
1: Go ahead, Joe. I, I,
0: I, I think. I mean, I just I want to be honest here about you know this team and. I don't like where they're at. I don't like their roster. Um, I, I do think they have some meaningful young pieces. Frank Ragnow getting to the Pro Bowl this year. TJ Hawkinson really coming into his own as a tight end. Um, you know, I think Okuda is going to be fine. You know, He didn't have the rookie year anyone expected him to have, but I think he's going to be fine. But at the end of the day, the, the, the hope here is that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn are no longer here. I mean, we're not waiting for them to be fired. They're gone. And so you're going to get new leadership from the front office and the, the the coaching component of things. And that, and that has to happen because you weren't going to win with those guys. And so I, I know that we're constantly resetting and trying to find the right mix of, of leadership in Detroit. But at least you know that you're not stuck with the same guys facing a make it or break it year that can't get it done. You're getting those new leaders that the team needs. And, and if it's ever going to turn around, this was a very necessary step to getting that done.
1: So what I'm trying to do is pull up the list of expiring contracts for Detroit because as we look at the Lions, um, they are the team that I feel would most benefit from a 2019 Miami Dolphins, 2020 Carolina Panthers, like that kind of teardown and yeah. reset. This team has to have that, or else you are, should expect this team to be stagnant for more than one season because of how hard they steered into Matt Patricia and Joe. We we've talked about this. Yep, we've talked about you are you are. This is not just square peg in square hole. This is like, what's a 12 sided trapezoid? What do you call that? Like, cause it's 12-sided like 12 sided trapezoid. trapezoid and 12 sided trapezoid hole. This is <laughs> not four sides. You got to worry. Like yeah. they, the Patricia approach was so scheme specific mm-hmm. in what they were looking for and trying to replicate with the Patriot system that like, These players are not going to have a great deal of overlap into other defensive systems. So, unless you're going to peg yourself into, okay, we need to get another Bill Belichick, New England Patriots, disciple to run the team so that we can have some crossover here. So many of the additions that your team has made to the roster in the past two years are not players that are probably going to be playing in the roles that were envisioned for them or the mm-hmm. roles that you're paying them to play. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, you can keep Jelani Tavai as a second-round pick. That's fine. But, like, what's he going to play, 30% of the snaps? So this team, I, I, I would be hopeful to acknowledge and be honest. Whoever comes into this situation, Be honest about what this roster is, and don't just be complacent to strip it down.
2: Kyle, I have that list of free agents for you. Okay, so so
1: run through some of the expiring contracts in 2021 because that's important – mainly to know who is going to be left over after that that they could trade for assets
2: uh so i'd also like to uh set the record straight it's a it's a dodecagon a, a 12-sided oh, uh, polygon it's, it's Thank a you. so it's is so dodecadon
1: peg in dodecadon hole here yes in-
0: did, did was that uh, you knew that term no that? i looked
2: i looked up what it. well i mean poly- kyle
0: when you said 12-sided trapezoid you you I mean that you don't just pull that out of the air. Did you know what a dodecagon? Yeah, I
1: randomly picked the number
2: twelve.
0: Oh, it was random, and then it just turned out to be a real. Yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah, a twelve-sided polygon is a dodecagon. So there you go, everybody. Don't say we don't teach you things here on the show. Um, Here are the. I'm not going to go through every name on this list, guys. Significant names, big ones in terms of salary from last year. Marvin Jones atop the list. Everston Griffin, Danny Amendola, Deron Harmon, Matt Prater. Romeo Aquara, Gerard Davis, Dow Roberts, Miles Killebrew, Jaron Curse, Muhammad Sanu, Adrian Peterson.
0: Is, Gall- is Kenny Galladay Kenny Galladay is on this okay. list. Yeah. And
1: I believe Jalen Reeves-Maven, who's He's also on a, this list. Is a yeah. nice player. So, okay. So, remove all those players for the time being. Because, like, your best case scenario to get assets for them as compensatory picks, which or uh, compensatory picks would not help you in 2021. Or alternatively, you could tag and trade one player. Okay. So those players are gone. So who's left as appealing players that should, that you know, do not have a future in Detroit that you can move.
0: Trey Flowers.
1: Trey Flowers is the first obvious name that comes to mind.
0: Jamie Collins Jamie um, Collins is,
1: has not been really good anywhere though other than correct. playing I'm for just, New England
0: guys that I would be trying to get rid of uh, I really okay. like Justin Coleman as a slot what about Danny Shelton did he sign uh, he I guess he was he's not on the list um you you are always higher on Danny Shelton than me
1: no, I ha- I did not like Danny Shelton. I know as a prospect,
0: but like you've talked about him as a run defender. He's become a
1: reasonable player. Yeah. Like it was just the value of him being a first round player was never going to make sense.
0: I mean Des Trufant um I mean there's the
2: obvious guy that they could talk about trading if they could find a dance partner.
1: Matthew Stafford? Tru-
2: Traf- no, Matthew Stafford.
1: Yes. Well that yeah you if you were ever going to move Matt like Now's the time.
0: Um, Seems like we're pretty in on a very hard reset here. A very yeah. just, just go a really different direction. Well,
1: that, that's if you want to sell hope to your fan base, which is what we're trying to do. This is the blueprint, in my opinion, to do it. Correct. Is okay. Let's instead of waiting for these contracts to expire and these, these drafted players to, 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 wean their way out of the system. Let's get them out of here. Let's get as many assets as we can. And let's start to move forward from here. Because, and let's be honest, like you got Green Bay in division. Mm -hmm. You've got Chicago, who is a much better roster top to bottom. It's just the quarterback situation there in Chicago is a little unsettled and what they're going to do long-term. And then they'll have to figure out if they're losing Uh, Allen Robinson, which if they lose Allen Robinson, that's something Detroit fans can be thankful for, right? This Allen Robinson may no longer be in the division. I would really give consideration to tag and trading Kenny Galladay. If I'm Detroit. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And Minnesota is, you know, has rebounded from, I think a one in five start and they're going to finish the season close to 500. So in a down year for them. So you are way behind everybody else in the division. So you have to do this in my opinion. So that would be my sell for Detroit fans is you know, let, let, let's let hope they get a visionary in here who comes in and is ambitious to bring this thing down.
0: Critical hires ahead for the yes. Detroit Lions.
1: For sure. Should be anything on Detroit.
2: Just find the right guy. They can. Put that dodecagon-sized problem into a dodecagon-sized hole. All right. Do we think
1: um, Do we think either one of these teams uh, in Carolina or, or Detroit wins again? Or uh, let's do San Francisco. Do you think any of these three teams wins another game again this season?
0: I'd like to know who they're playing.
1: So I could tell you San Francisco plays Arizona this week and then – Seattle the week after?
0: Not looking good.
1: Carolina plays the Washington football team, and then I believe they play the New Orleans Saints in Week 17? Not looking good. Detroit, uh, Shuby, I'm going to need your help on that one.
2: Yeah, I'm looking it up for you. I think the 49ers could win this weekend, but. Against the Cardinals. So Shannon, I think
1: I think Carolina could win this weekend, too, with Washington's quarterback situation.
2: Uh, Bucks this Sunday, or this Saturday, excuse me, for the Lions, and then they finish with the Vikings. Now, I don't know if you guys have been following who's coaching this football team on Saturday. Yeah, because Daryl Bevel's
1: out with COVID,
2: right? And a bunch of their defensive coaches have also been kind of like deemed high-risk contacts, so they're still trying to figure out who's going to be the head coach for this football Lordy. team. When it rains, it pours.
0: What's Jim Caldwell up to? Can he come? Hey, you know, Jim had an interview. Yes, he did. Was it Houston? Uh yeah. Jim interviewed with Houston, I believe. They interviewed Marvin Lewis and Jim Caldwell so far, and maybe well, let's it's go. Marvin
2: Lewis forks up. Yeah, I can tell, tell you, state legend.
1: I can tell you, either one of them would be an upgrade, a, a head coach.
0: Some people might be mad at you right now for saying that.
1: Right. Well, what's Bill up to? Okay. Uh so yeah, Detroit No, I don't I don't think they win. So they're 5 and we're assuming they're 5 and 11. Carolina I kind of want to think Carolina wins wins this weekend. And that hurts me to say because Joe, I know for our bet like Washington football team out in front of all by them they're lonesome in first place in the NFC East is well, there's some leverage to be had there because the Giants are playing the Cowboys. Or but uh, excuse me, the Giants are playing the Ravens and then the Cowboys.
0: I don't know, man. I I feel like I feel like that team's yeah. going to rally behind Ron. In Washington's going Who's they... playing quarterback? You know, it's a good question.
1: And then, Chris, you think San Francisco has an outside chance to win?
2: I, I do. I do. Uh, Shanahan can scheme with the best of them, and I, I'm still not sold on Cliff. I know they've played well as of late, but
0: Detroit's they... at five wins.
2: Yeah, so you you we're we're talking potentially
1: two five and eleven teams and a six and ten team.
0: Well, I had I put cash on the uh, the Lions under seven. I've never betted and betted an NFL over under for a season before. I did it this year with the Lions at seven. Oh, well, you're in good shape. I, I don't think they're going to go two and zero. Oh. And even if they do, it's a push. I push. don't lose yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So I I hit my my wins season total over under about three weeks ago. You bet one. Yeah,
0: who was it? Miami Dolphins. What was it at
1: six and a half?
0: Oh, geez, they so shattered I,
1: it. They, there might have been a substantial amount of money laid on that one.
0: Good it's, for you. I'm surprised. I'm just now hearing about this. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Well, it's your team. You don't want to talk about it, right?
1: Correct. Right. And 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 I'd never done that before, but I'm like, there's yeah. no way this team is gonna have is gonna be plus one in the win column versus how bad they were last year mm-hmm. with a last place schedule. And Brian Flores with all the the stuff they brought.
0: So, so yeah, you figured we can get to seven wins. We're That's gonna get seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so. was a good bet. I should, could, I should have went in on that, but then it would have been weird. I'd be rooting for the Dolphins all year, you know. That'd yeah,
1: imagine weird. imagine they were were six and nine going into the last game, and you had to root for them against Bills to win money. Like you don't <laughs> want to put yourself in that situation.
0: No, <laughs> you don't. You don't want to. So. Um, we, so we are very much, uh, rooting for the dolphins to win in week 17, but we need some things to happen. We need the bills to beat the Patriots. We need the Titans to lose to the Packers and we need the Colts to beat the Steelers. If those three things happen, the bills will have clinched the two seed and then it's go dolphins because you want to make the playoffs and I don't want to play Baltimore.
1: Right. And if you clinch the two seed and Miami gets into that scenario, we're probably going to Buffalo two straight weeks.
0: I'm comfortable with that?
1: No, I'm not, but I'll take 11-5 and making the playoffs.
0: Okay. So I had a would you rather that I was going to give you next week. Uh but I'm going to give it to you right now. It, it's Thursday. We're not we're we're off tonight, no live stream. Would you rather the Dolphins miss the playoffs, go 10 and 6 and, and miss, the six playoffs, miss
1: the playoffs,
0: or go 11 and 5, make the playoffs. You're the seventh seed and you lose to Buffalo in the first round.
1: The only reason why it would hurt me to lose to Buffalo is because I'd be losing to you. We're not
0: playing. I'm not playing in the game.
1: I understand That's, that, yeah. but my allegiance would be losing to your allegiance. But at the end of the day, if they get to 11-5, that means they do collect a win over Buffalo in Week 17, and I don't care what the context is about it. It right. would be a win over should Buffalo.
0: Shuby's still celebrating the Week 17 win from last year. You know? Good, good. So. <laughs> hey, I, listen, real quick on that. I know I, you have more to say here. I am so happy that the the, the the Jets won the game. Not only because they're not getting Trevor Lawrence, because Adam Gase can't say that his last win came against the Bills as an NFL head coach. Oh, yeah, even if it was Week Seventeen with Matt Barkley at quarterback. Watch yeah. them
1: run the table now, Chris. What would you do? Go Jets, baby! Beat the Browns, help the Dolphins' playoff hopes out, and then
2: this is a Zach to- Wilson fan account now. So you can do whatever you want, Adam.
0: Okay. You might need you him to lose. All right, so I want to finish your thought there. You you were sorting out your thoughts on this scenario. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, I would still collect a win over Buffalo, and I don't care what the context is. It wouldn't be like, what, six straight losses to Buffalo <laughs> or whatever it would be in this scenario. Um, and 11 wins is more than 10. So I get an extra win. I do get a win over Buffalo, and I get a team that's represented in the playoff field.
0: I think I that's think, important. Yeah,
1: I don't think there's any downside uh, to especially because what the Dolphins hypothetically they beat the Raiders and then they lose to the Bills this week anyway or in Week 17 anyway so it's like okay you can That'd get a horrible. cheap you can get a cheap win against the Bills and lose to the Bills in the playoffs or you can lose to the Bills Week 17 which would you rather I'll take the extra win every
0: time well you could you you could still win in the playoffs they're going to play the game right I mean that's not right. an assumption either right. so but I'm assuming you want the chance to go play it correct so all right weird stuff's coming up here man yeah, weird
1: stuff party like it's 1995
0: man we, we are, and we are
1: yeah <laughs> that's gonna do it for us uh as just said no live stream we are off tomorrow we are gonna celebrate uh the holiday and a little bit of downtime and collect our breath before this week 16 sprint gets underway we'll be back next week with takes on takes and would you rather and the Levy Grail, and all that stuff's going to be back next week as more teams are inevitably eliminated from the playoffs. So make sure you hit subscribe. Come on back. See us again soon. Kyle Krabs, German Chris Shuby Schubert. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.